Everybody doing good? Doing good, doing good? All right. You guys excited about being here? God is good, amen? Man, we've had a crazy week. We've been the traveling Wilburys. We've been all over the place uh, this week. And it's just funny listening to the meditation, the Hey Girl, and what Pete said is how it's going to tie into what I'm talking about. Just kind of funny because we don't get together and say, Hey, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's just funny how God puts it all together. It's amazing. Uh, Will you guys pray for me real quick? And then uh, we'll get started. Father God, we just thank you for tonight. I just pray that you'll speak through me, God, and just pray that somebody will hear something tonight for the first time, maybe, or maybe it'll just help bring somebody back, God. So we just thank you for your word. We just thank you for all that are gathered here tonight, Jesus. In your mighty name, amen. So first of all, you guys were laughing about um, when Katrina was talking about some of the things that we might be thinking while we're worshiping and stuff like that about hurry up and get this thing over. Well, the other day, I was watching Family Feud. I don't know if you guys watched that or not, but one of the questions is, what do you pray for when you pray? Guess what the number one answer was? Hurry up and get this thing over with. No kidding. I mean, people prayed for forgiveness. People prayed for money. People prayed for relationships. But number one was hurry up and get it over with. I was like, can you believe that? I mean, it was funny, but it was like, wow, that's... You know, it's just a survey, just weird stuff. But I thought it was funny you said that because a lot of people obviously think that. And there was a time that I did too because when the Rams were rocking back in 2000, <laughs> be looking at my clock going, okay, preacher, let's go. I got 15 minutes to go. You're going to be kicking off. By the time I get there, we're already winning 21 to nothing. I was like, man, I need to pick a different day to go to church because I want to watch the Rams. I kind of had my priorities out of whack, right? So... <laughs> We had this interesting trip this week. Like I said, we were, we were all over the place. And when you're praying for a message, and I know you guys do it too, when you're doing your research and you're trying to figure out what to talk about, try to make sense out of something, God gives you these little things. And then you're like, well, that's pretty good. I like that. And then it changes. I like that one. I'll go there. I'll go there. Well, Friday, yesterday morning, I prayed that I need some confirmation. I'm going to head this way. I narrowed it down to two different chapters I wanted to talk about. And I was like, well, they're both pretty good, but... I, doesn't matter, God, I need some confirmation. Well, that being said, <laughs> this is a funny story, but I want to start the scripture. We're, um, we're in Romans 12. I'll start there. Now, this, um, have, you, have most of you guys read Romans? This is kind of hard to understand, but it's really, really good. It's really good. And uh, the Apostle Paul writes it. And he spends the first 11 chapters talking about God's mercy and God's grace and how to receive it and how awesome it is and when you find God, how things change and all this. And and, and, and chapter 12, it kind of changes a little bit. He's like, okay, now that you've found this, now it's time to live it, okay? So the, the title of this chapter is A Living Sacrifice to God. It starts off in verse 1. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all the things that he's done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice. And when he's talking about body, he's talking about your life. He's talking about live it. Not just on Saturday night or Wednesday night when you come to recovery group, but all the time. Now, we know that's hard. 
And it is a process. And we don't get it right all the time, right? There was only one perfect person. We know that. So this is our bar. This is what he's telling us to, to do this. He's pleading with us to do this. Us as the kind, the kind he will find acceptable. This is the truly way to worship him is by living your life. You know, song and praise is a way of worship too, right? We love worship music, praise music. We love it. But also living your life for him. That's what it's all about, living for him. It means you're all in, all in, all the time. It doesn't mean you get it right, because we don't. We're forgiven for that. We have the grace and the mercy. That's what he's talking about before. But to live it, walk this thing out. I titled the message, Living Out Loud. To live it, we're to shine as stars, right? We get beat up, but we keep going. We keep going. Verse 2. Do not copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Daniel talked about the way you think. Now this is funny. Yesterday I'm praying for confirmation and we meet Mr. Worldly. Okay? Nice guy. Mr. Worldly has everything and he's going to tell us all about his stuff. Okay, so we drive all the way to Kansas City to do this job. We're all jacked up on coffee in our minds. We're like, man, we're going to get this job done. Going to be back on the road by 12. We'll be home by 3, 3.30, normal day. So we get there. First of all, he's having a garage sale. Who has a garage sale when you have guys come over to work in your house? I don't know, but that's a sidebar. And two, he's got the piano man working there too, Right. So we're in the garage, we get there, and he starts talking about all of his cool stuff that he has for sale, you know, which is nice stuff, no doubt about it. Really nice stuff. And then he starts talking about Carnival Cruise, Royal Caribbean, all these cruises he's been on, okay? Mind you, we're there to work. And we're nice. We'll give you a little bit of our time, but there comes a time, he's like, let's go now. I just drove 200 miles. I like your stuff, but I gotta go. Okay, it's cool. You're cool, you're very nice. We spend about, I don't know, half hour or so in the garage. And he's like, well, this is before we knew about the piano man, okay? So we get in the house. He's like, well, before we get started, I want to uh, show you some of my cool stuff. Let's go to the basement. We'll start there because the piano man's working in the room that you need to work in, and he can't have any other sounds in this room while he's tuning the piano. So we're going, oh, my gosh, are you blanking kidding me? <laughs> You can see the little cloud above both of our heads with the, with the stars and the asterisks and all this other stuff. <laughs> we're like, take a deep breath. We're both just shaking from coffee going, we're ready to rip this a new one, man. Just step aside. Show us where to work. But we go downstairs. Cool man cave. Totally cool, right? Fixed up. So he takes us down. We go to this corner, and he has this whole wall of whiskey. I don't know, 50, 100 different brands. And we had to hear about them all. And how much time he's got invested in this whiskey and where it comes from and who made it and how much it's worth. And we're just like, don't care. Don't care. Whew. We don't even drink it. Yeah, there was a time I'd be going, yeah, pour some, dude. I don't care. It's noon. Let's do it. That would have been a time. And I don't know. I'm past that now, okay? 
So he goes on and on and on and on and on and on. He's just talking about all of his cool stuff. And we're just like, I know we're supposed to be accepting, which we were, but we're completely opposite. There was no chance to even minister to this guy because he was all about his stuff. And it just said, do not copy the behavior or the customs of this world. So we're, we'd go, we had to take an early lunch. It was like, okay, let's just get out of here and take a break because he's going to talk our leg off. We'd already been like an hour. We haven't done anything yet. And we're looking at the clock going, well, we'll be out of here by 12. Let's go get something to eat. Maybe the piano man will be gone. So we go have something to eat. And I, jo- I started laughing. I said, so, you think he's conforming to the patterns of this world? <laughs> that was my confirmation right there. I was like, ding, okay, we're going in that direction. So, <laughs> it says, don't do that. Transform your minds so it'll change you the way you think. Then you will know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Well, how I'm wondering, how is a guy like that supposed to figure it out when he's so far off the planet? He didn't even want to hear anything about God because of all of his cool stuff. In fact, while he was rambling, we were trying to get a story in, and it was be like, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I want to, yeah, what's up? Wait, what's up? Finally, Randy goes, hey, we're pastors of a church, man. And he's like, oh. <laughs> he said, my whiskey, and we're just like, dude, it's okay, man. He's just like, it was so fun. It was like, man, he is so far away. He wouldn't understand a word we were saying if we tried to minister to him, you know? I did pray for him later on, after we finally got around to doing the job. And he was totally cool. Once we started working, everything was fine. But once we had to get through that time, I mean, we couldn't go in and be jerks because then it would just upset everything, you know? So we just did our time, did our job, and everything worked out well. So it it was a good experience. But, you know, that's what's really cool about our job. We're in the service business, and we meet all kinds of people, all kinds of people, from homeless people to lawyers to cops, bankers, all of them, all of them. And we see the worldly guys from time to time. And it's, it's hard not to, to laugh sometimes, not laughing at them, but laughing at the situation, just going, man, you don't have a clue. You're sitting on this, but we were both saying, I wouldn't trade you for anything. Now, I know what I have here is not much, but it doesn't matter. It's going to be all gone. That's all of his stuff now. And the scripture says, I hope you're having your comforts now, man. If you don't change your ways, you're going to miss the boat. We're already on the boat, and we know where we're going. He doesn't even want to know where the boat's at right now, so just pray for him. But it's just funny sometimes when you come across these people, they're educated. You know, they have everything, and it's like they don't need God. God, life is perfect for them. Until you start listening to them a little bit. Well, my kids are jacked up. He started to unravel a little bit. We didn't have enough time to get into that, but it was kind of a facade. He's one of these happy-go-lucky party guys, you know, and he's probably life of the party. He's got a nice house to host everybody and all that stuff, but I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I would trade it for my salvation. I know that. So, okay, we're not supposed to be, or not supposed to copy the behavior and the customs of this world. Okay, now Paul goes on to say, because of the privilege and the authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. First of all, don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. 
Measure yourselves by the faith God has given you or given us. You think about that. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body we are many parts in one body and we all belong to each other. You know, it was great because when we pulled up, being a part of the body, everybody does things to keep this operation going. Because I know Randy and I and Katrina and some of the others, we can't do everything. We need help. And when you see people doing things, it's awesome. Michael's out there leaf blowing, preparing for everybody to come so it looks nice. I thought it was awesome. That's a way of serving, right? I was like, here we go. See, if he didn't do it, then we'd have to do it whenever we got to it because we got other stuff we're doing. So it's nice that we're all part of this thing together. You guys are all in this thing, okay? In case you didn't know. You guys all have ownership in this too. It's not just us. You're part of it too. So climb aboard. We got it. We got it. We got a good thing coming up next weekend that if you haven't served, be a great time. There's all kinds of help needed for that. I'll get to that in a little bit. So we all belong to each other and we're all trying to build up the church together. We all have weaknesses, but somebody else might have a strength in a different area. That's why we all work together. Verse 6, it says, In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out as much faith as God has given to you. If your gift is serving others, then serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encouraging others, then be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, then take responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do so gladly. I just skipped some other scriptures I was going to use too. Okay, he goes back, he's talking about uh, prophesying to speak as much faith. Prophesying sometimes, it's not always about the future. It's about preaching also and teaching the word of God. Servers, they're by holes. Most people who serve, one of their attributes is they're very faithful and they're very loyal. As they're looking some of these things up, teachers, they're kind of clear thinkers. They can kind of think it out. Encouragers, they know how to motivate others. Leaders are good organizers and managers. Those who sh show kindness are very caring people. Givers are very generous and trusting. Let me think about that because the people who do give, they're trusting, just like you saw the pictures, the, thing, the money's going where it's supposed to be going. They're trusting, right? It's impossible for all of us to do everything. That's why it's important for the body of work to function. And if somebody's hurting, then we all hurt. It's just how it works. But we're the body of Christ. We help each other. I heard the other day some, some of the guys, without any of us knowing, got together and helped some guys do some other stuff off the clock. thought it was very cool. Last Sunday, I guess, some of you guys went out and moved some stuff or whatever you guys did. That's serving. That's being part of the body. That's helping a brother out. That's what we're called to do. And we should have that kind of heart by now, if you've been saved for a long time, we should go way past our behavior modification. Now we're serving. It's a sacrifice, like Paul is saying. It's a sacrifice, sacrifice to God's worship by doing that. 
We're worshiping God and we're serving and helping each other out. You don't think that because when you think of worship, you immediately go to music or praise or whatever, prayer, something like that. But it's all together. All of it. Where was I? Verse 9. I want to back up for a second. Can I go to uh, 1 John 2? I skipped that one when I was on. uh, This kind of goes along with uh, verse 2 about not being conformed to the patterns of this world. It says, Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you you do not have the love of the Father that's in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. (laughs) That's the guy right there. These are not from the Father, but they're from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything in it. Oh, that people crave. But anyone who does what people what pleases God will live forever. God's economy is flipped upside down. Just like you're saying, Pete, what makes sense doesn't make sense. The worldly people get it. It doesn't make any sense what they're doing to us because our economy is upside down. We're trying to live like Jesus is trying to teach us through, through the scripture to walk this way and talk this way. <laughs> <laughs> No, I should have kind of... Oh, boy. Okay. Where am I? Rotate my notes here. Okay, verse 9. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Really love them. That's how we're supposed to be. Don't pretend to love others. You know, that's great. We're supposed to show compassion because remember, we were there in their shoes at one time too. And that's a thing I think a lot of us forget sometimes. It's like when somebody comes up that may be dusty or dirty or whatever, they don't look or act like we do, we kind of blow them off a little bit because they're not one of us. That's not right. We're supposed to love them as they are. And if we share God's word with them, they'll become one of us, right? So don't just pretend really love them hate what is wrong and hold tightly to what is good love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other never be lazy but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically serve I like how this says that serve. You know, I heard you guys are doing some pretty good stuff with the pantry. And you're delivering stuff. Things like that. That's serving. And that's awesome. You're meeting a need. I think it's great when people step out. It's the whole time when you, when you walk this thing out, you put feet to your faith. It changes you. It's just something when you see God working in a situation or you're able to help someone... It's amazing. It's really amazing. I remember one time at QT, one, years ago, and QT is a great fishing ground, by the way, fishing hole, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm standing there putting gas in my van, and 
this lady comes up in this old beat up van it's all squeaking and smoking and making noise and all this stuff and this was after being downtown for a little bit so I don't just give money to give money away but I'm standing at the gas pump and this lady comes up she's crying and she's like sir I hate to ask but I need two dollars for gas I said okay so I'm still pumping gas and I'm thinking is this a scam I'm like two dollars it's funny because I reached in my pocket and I only had two dollars so I put two dollars in her and I left I hugged up I, I don't even know what I was thinking I pumped them up pump it in there and she went in to get something and she comes back and I swear I felt a nudge going really two bucks so I reached in my pocket got the card out and I you know I gave her like 20 bucks in gas I said oh, wait a minute I'm not done yet you won't believe this but I think I'm supposed to help you and she starts crying <laughs> And I still remember her, and I was like, but I remember standing there, and I asked her if she goes to church, and she goes, no, I just don't fit in there. I mean, look at me. You know, and I kind of felt sorry for her, and I said, she goes, you know, they're kind of mean to me because I don't look like them, and I don't talk like them, and I don't dress like them. So I, I had an extra Bible, too, so I gave her a Bible. I gave her some gas, and she was on her way, and she's, she, I was like, can I pray for you? So I got to pray with her, and, and she left crying. And I'm thinking, you know, if this was a scam, the joke's on you. Because God's got a hold of you right now. Unless you're a great, great person that can just cry instantly like that. But it was awesome. It was all because I stepped out just a little bit. But ever since then, those things just start popping up all over the place. You see them all the time. Sad thing is I miss them all the time too. But I'm looking. At least I'm looking. And you never know when God's going to show up. You know, kind of like we were talking about last time when, when uh, God just, poof, shows up right in the middle of your conversation. He's like, I'm going to take charge now. This, this whole thing is going a different direction. It's awesome when that happens. And you know when you're in it, you're going, wow, we're in one of those moments. What's going to happen, God? Is this guy going to get saved standing here? Or, or we're going to experience something really, really cool. Just calm down and let God handle the situation. Man, there's nothing better. That's a sweet spot. They don't happen all the time, but when they do, that's a mountaintop moment. I love those. So don't, where was I? Oh, let's see. In verse 9, don't pretend to love others. That's loving others, right? When I was first saved, I was like, well, how do I love others? I barely love myself. Doing all this stuff, running around, doing this. I, I don't even, let God teach me how to love others. Because I don't know how. I have no idea. But it's amazing what he does over time when you're, when you're walking this thing out. When you're truly sold out. When you get to that point, you're like, God, I can't play both sides of the fence anymore. I'm all in. Whatever all in means, I, I want it. And, and, you, and you're making sure that you're here or anywhere. You're at church. You're at your groups. That's all part of it. When you do that consistently, then you start to grow. Then you start to get a little more knowledge. Then you start, uh, you have a little spiritual equity in your bank for when the storms come. And they're coming, guys. They're always coming. If you're not in one, be prepared because there's one coming. That's just life. But that's how God teaches us. You know, sometimes I, let he, I think he lets us enjoy the good times, but he also teaches us in the bad times. Some people are in a perpetual storm. I don't know why. Some people are. I don't know, if, I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe uh, just God hadn't gotten a hold of them yet, or I don't know. I can't explain some of these. But you just have to trust him that it, this too shall pass, because it will if you give it time and you stay true to the to the walk you know it's it, it's easy to run off when things get bad you know this walk is hard this christian walk is not easy i mean 
the patterns of this world are really enticing at times. And if you're not strong enough, you're going to fall right back into them. It's a guarantee. It's just a slow draw on you. That's why you have to be in God's Word. You have to have that slow drip. Whatever it is, if it's worship music or being in groups, whatever it is, you have to do it. You cannot let long periods of time go by without praying or without reading. You're going to be so dried up. First of all, you, you, won't, you won't hear God's voice and you won't see things around you. God puts people in your path every day. Every day. So how are you going to see what's going on if you're not in his word or you're not around his people or you're not connected to the people? You're not talking to anybody. If you're hiding, it's not going to do you any good. Like that's what the devil beats on you when you're away from the crowd. You know, he gets you. Once he can separate you from the herd, then he jumps all over you and fills your head full of garbage. Fear is a liar, and he, that's one of his best tools, is fear. Just throw it out there, and then your own mind just starts going and going and going and going and going. Okay, so don't be lazy, but work and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. God wants to hear from you. Who's prayed today at least once? Whoa, look at all the hands. That's awesome. If you haven't, get on that before you leave. And don't pray that this is almost over. <laughs> Come on, man, right. <laughs> Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Be ready, guys. That's part of serving. That's part of worship to God when you are ready to help somebody. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Now I looked this up, and there's a couple different meanings for that. Worldly hospitality is entertaining, okay? Having a big party or a barbecue, everybody comes over. Generally, that's about the host and their house, and they're inviting you in, right? It's about them because they're the host, they're the entertainers. But Christian hospitality is completely different. It's different than social. It focuses on the guests, focuses on their needs, and it might be a place to stay, it might be food, or it might just be somebody that can listen. You know, a lot of times when people are hurting, they just want somebody to listen. And a lot of times, you really don't even have to say anything, just let them keep talking. And they'll talk themselves full circle. <laughs> Most of the time, just let God do it. Just encourage when you can. Just let them talk. But having an ear to listen, sometimes a lot of people talk just to keep on talking. They don't hear anything. We met that guy too. You guys just, when we just talk all the time, and when you get ready to talk, he just keeps on talking. It's like, wait a minute, you asked me a question, you're already moving on before I can answer it. You ever meet those people? I was like, wait a minute, I, I'm in the middle of a sentence, you're already talking about something else. Or the guy that just completely checks out while you're talking. He's looking over your shoulder, looking at the birds or whatever he's doing. It's like, oh, wait a minute, you asked me a question, I'm giving you an answer. Come on, man, stay in the game here. So practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. <laughs> Pray that God will bless them. That was, that was one that took a little bit to work on because I always got instantly offended. 
I, I had the spirit of offense because you start talking bad about my Jesus, I'm ready to fight you or send somebody to fight you or everybody to go get you or get back at you. We're not supposed to have get back attitude, right? I used to work with a guy that was like that. He was like, you get him, he just get you back. Not him, it was before Randy. But oh, it just kept escalating. It just kept going and going. This guy would just like, he's like, dude, mellow out. And he's like, no, I got to get this guy back. Yeah, no, it wasn't Randy. <laughs> so bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who are weep. Who weep. Have compassion, guys. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too, bro- too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. How about that? Now, there's a time, because we know the ordinary people. I don't know exactly what he meant by ordinary people. I don't know if he meant people of the world or just people of ordinary status. I, I don't know what he was talking about there. But both apply, I guess. Because ordinary, there's a time, when, especially if you're in recovery, being around ordinary people is kind of hard. You have to separate yourself for a while until you get stronger and you get over or get your addiction under control before you can be around those people again. That's, just, that's the best thing is cut your ties and work on you. Get your recovery under and then you're able to go back to that group and talk to them. Say, hey, listen, man, there's a better way than what you're doing. Right? So... And ordinary people too, like street people or anybody ordinary, just of no status, just people. We're, we're supposed to engage them too. Which I like about our church because everybody welcomes them. And I don't know how many times we've heard, which is cool to hear, and we don't really look for accolades, but when you hear them, it's pretty cool when people say, I've never felt the love in a church until I came here. That is pretty powerful. We're just like, well, we're just ordinary people. And he's like, yeah, but when you go other places, I don't have that feeling. But I do when I come here. I was like, wow, amen. And we don't even teach a class for that either. That's, <laughs> that's what I like about our church. We welcome everybody here. That's why we're different, right? Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other and don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Now, some people may know it all, but don't think you do. (laughs) All right, verse 17 says, Never pay back evil with more evil. That's that get back attitude. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you're honorable. My mom always said, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. Right? So sometimes that's all you can do is just stand there and take it and just not retaliate. And that's a learned thing also. That takes a while. That takes a little bit. Because our first thing is want to get on the defensive. That's the first thing. But we draw off what God has sown into us. We can handle that. Do all you can to live in peace with everyone. Scripture says, blessed are the peacemakers. It says, dear friends, never take revenge. There's a lot of that going on in the world today, right? 
It's just getting worse day by day. It says, leave that for the, the, to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Ooh. So we'll let him handle that. Amen. Verse 20. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. You know, it's kind of interesting. Paul writes to befriend your enemies. That's kind of hard, isn't it? If you don't like your enemy, how are you supposed to befriend them? But he's saying if you do, look what happens. There's a lot of things that can happen. Forgiveness, and that's a hard one. I know a lot of people carrying around some unforgiving things. People have hurt you or whatever. But sometimes when you forgive somebody, it, it comes with, there's a lot of good things that happen when you do that. One of them, it can break the cycle of retaliation. Just constantly picking at each other. You just forgive them, and it's done. And it may make your enemy feel ashamed. Just like it says, it's heaping coals of shame on their head. And repaying evil with evil, it hurts both parties. It hurts you too because it starts to escalate. Never does anything good. And remember, if they never repent, forgive them. Because for, when you forgive somebody, it frees you. You don't have to carry the bitterness around anymore. You've done what you've cleaned up your side of the street. That's the best you can do. Now, whatever they do with it, it's on them, right? I know there's a few people that I personally did the same thing with, and that's on them. If they don't want to be friends or don't want to come around, that's on them. But I cleaned up my side of the street. Jesus talks about forgiveness. Paul's talking about forgiveness. So if you're carrying around any unforgiveness, take care of it. It's, it'll free you. It'll break that chain that just messes everything up when you let it go. Just let it go. We're supposed to be a living sacrifice in everything we do. So my question is, if somebody were following you around, would they know you're a Christian? If somebody hired a detective to follow you for a couple of days, would they know you're a Christian? Would they know you're sacrificing your life here on this earth for him? I hope so. I know we all have our, we have our times we miss, we miss the people that we should be talking to, things like that. And our times we lose our cool. That's just being human, but we're forgiven for it. We don't live like that, but there are times it happens. Not perfect. I wanted to read this. You guys like Zach Williams? You know the song Rescue Story? That, that I, um, Yeah. Well, if you, uh, this, this song is less like me. I don't know if you guys have heard this one. They're starting to play it on um, Joy FM and XM Radio. And I heard it today and I was just like, that's it. It starts off, it says, Oh, I have days, I lose the fight. I try my best, but I just don't get it right. Well, I talk a talk that I don't walk, and I miss the moments right before my eyes. Somebody with a hurt that I could have helped, 
somebody with a hand that I could have held. When I just can't see past myself, oh Lord, help me. And the chorus is, a little more like mercy, more like grace, a little more like kindness, goodness, love, and faith. A little more like patience, a little more like peace, a little more like Jesus, a little less like me. That's a great song, man. It kind of hit me today. I never heard it before. I was just driving around and going, that's it. If it was just be a little less like me. <laughs> Jesus help us all, right? Okay. Well, I think, um, oh, do I? <laughs> I skipped over this one a long time ago. Okay, 1 Peter 4, 10, 11. This is a good one, too. God has given each of us, each of you, a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak of, as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all your strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Well, that worked better instead of where I was going to put it. So there you go. <laughs> so guys, if you get anything out of this, live your life to worship the Lord. Be a sacrifice. Kind of like the story of the, the worldly guy. All that stuff's going to pass. What we have is going to last forever. Amen? It's a backloaded contract, and I know the world tells you to get all you can right now, but we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting. But the wait's going to be well worth it when we get there. Amen? And it's our job to help others find Christ too. So that's all I have, guys. And I know, um, Tim, you want to come out? Yeah, we got a couple. Tim's going to say something. I think Alpha does too. Okay, who knows what's 